I can remember you opened the door slowly and you peeked around <laughs> that corner like, where is this raging lunatic who's out? Because you heard it in my voice. Right. And I, I hadn't seen you or heard you angry like that in yeah. ever. Welcome to the Secure Marriage Podcast, where we believe it's possible to fight less, feel understood, and enjoy a deeper connection with your spouse. We're your hosts, Paul and Shannon Elmore, and on today's episode, why you should bring your BFF into your marriage. Like that one? That might sound kinky. No. (laughs) Good point. That's okay. That might draw more people to listen I think to I'll it. actually put in parentheses, it's not what you think, parentheses. <laughs> that actually might bring some people into it. All right, that'll work. Good, good, good. Uh, last podcast or the podcast before, I talked about this um, new uh, tool that I've been building in my head. Remember that? Yeah. I want to talk about that today because I, I think this tool is actually going to be really, really helpful when people can learn how to use it. And it's a not... It's not a really complex tool. It's actually pretty easy to to be able to implement and use in people's marriages. Right. You want to know about it? Well, didn't you tell me about? Did you tell me about it, or is this a new one to besides Captain Obvious? Captain Obvious was the first part of it. Okay. Even though they're not really connected, but oh, they okay. are connected, but not so much. Okay then. Um, so tell me this about one, your next one. Um, I want people to start bringing their BFF into the marriage. Okay. Their BFF. What does BFF stand for? I'm pretty sure it's not best friend forever. <laughs> but that's what people think of, right? <laughs> uh, if people can start talking with their spouses and they talk on three different levels, here's my behavior. Okay. This is what I'm doing. And that, that behavior is motivated by these feelings. feelings. How about that? But those are just surface feelings. There's always deeper, deeper feelings, feelings down right. below. So kind of the easiest way to, to explain this and what this might look like is um, an old story long time ago when you were off at a meeting and you were supposed oh. to be home by 8.30 and 8.45 rolls around and you're not there. So I call you on the phone and it goes straight to voicemail. Nine o'clock, straight to voicemail. 9.15, no answer, straight to voicemail. 9.30, no, nothing from you call you again straight to voicemail 9:45 you're not home yet and by now he's really freaking out at around 9:50 I went and woke up our daughter she's about 10 at the time and, I, and we had four little kids at home so I can't just <clears throat> pick up and leave but when it, my wife's missing for an hour and a half and where she's at is actually only 5 minutes away um I woke her up and so remember saying daddy's got to go find mommy um lock the door behind me I'll be back as soon as I can kind of thing Hopefully I didn't freak her out or traumatize her in some way. <laughs> I think she's Probably okay. Did. I can remember getting in the car, putting the car in reverse, backing out of the driveway. And before I even had a chance to turn the wheel, the phone rang. And I can still remember um, just the, the few questions, which is, where are you? Three words. And then, are you okay? Three words. Six words was the math all I could get out. Uh-huh. You said, I'm on my way home. Um, I'm okay. Good. And I hung up and I just pulled right back on the driveway, came in the house. And I can remember when you walked into (laughs) the door, I can remember you opened the door slowly and you peeked around (laughs) that corner. Like, where is this raging 
lunatic who's out because you heard it in my voice. Right. And I I hadn't seen you or heard you angry like that in yeah. And so ever. You came in and again I was <coughs> You can cough. You can cough good if you want. I'm good. You came in and I was we'll use the word emphatic. Okay. I don't know if that's a, a strong enough term, but you could tell in my tone, you could tell in my posture, you could tell in all of my behavior. It was I was oozing pissed. out of you. I was mad at you. Yeah. And fortunately, this is one of those good moments in our marriage where I said, I am so mad at you right now, I can't even talk to you. Right. But I'm not actually mad at you. You didn't do anything wrong. What I am is scared out of my mind. I thought you were dead in a ditch somewhere. And so right there, we have the three layers. My behavior is, <clears throat> I am intense. I am, my finch, fists are clenched. My anger's all over the right. place. The primary or the, the surface feeling is anger. The real ang- feeling is fear. fear. Right. And so I took you by the hand. I said, we need to go sit on the couch. You need to hold my hand for the next 45 minutes or an hour to get the, all of my chemicals, the neurochemicals right. out of my head so that we can now have a conversation. And after an hour... I felt my logical brain kick Kick back back in in. and I was able to say, okay, where were you? What happened? And again, it was, you were just talking with friends. You lost track of time. Your phone was turned off in your purse. You didn't do anything wrong. But we had a moment there where it could have blown up into a really Really big thing. Really big thing. Because it's like, I'm mad. Where were you? Why aren't, why didn't you call me? And you can respond with, I didn't do anything wrong. Exactly. I was just talking with friends. What are you so mad about? Did, you didn't yeah. call me. You didn't do this. You should do this. Why do I always have to do it? And it could have blown up into World War Three in really, our house. Really could have. But in that moment, and again, this is before I was a counselor and we got lucky on this one. Um, when you're able to get down to those core feelings, the primary feelings in a situation and take responsibility for the behaviors you're doing right. in that moment, it makes everything better right well for for me my experience with that is number one i was really worried but i also was kind of like frustrated and confused about why is he mad at me what did i do well i realized when i looked at the the clock how long it had been i was like oh no and it made me feel actually guilty for Mm -hmm. having been gone for so long as when I very rarely got out of the house, yeah. there, I shouldn't have felt that, but it stirred up a lot of stuff. But what really helped me to not be able to become defensive and and escalate his already strong, strong, deep emotions was the fact that he was able to tell me, okay, right now I'm angry, but what I'm really feeling is that I'm scared. Yeah. Had he not, or afraid, or yeah. had he not been able to tell me that, I wouldn't have been able to sit with him on the couch. No. And I would have been so defensive. Yeah. Um, because there wasn't any reason for him to really be mad at me. Yeah. So to be able to get to that underlying, that r- really core feeling of what is really going on. What's really going on. Was, was helpful. It still didn't alleviate the feelings no. that I was feeling. We because were we were both triggered. Yeah. But it definitely prevented it from escalating 
Yeah. That's the whole purpose of this simple tool. Because if I bring my BFF and you bring your BFF into whatever conflict, tension, situation we are in, it helps us understand each other. We right. get down to the real issue and we don't get distracted by by the surface things or right. the, the insignificant things. And I truly get to understand you and you truly get to understand me. And most of the time, our feelings make sense. sense right. You, you understood why I was scared. Right, exactly. Um, it's interesting because the other thing that this does is it actually holds you responsible yes. for your feelings, for yourself and how you behave. Yes. I mean, you can't always prevent that on the spot, just gut reaction behavior. So the way I phrase it is you can't always control your feelings. Feelings just show up. Right. But you can control your behavior. Your behavior. How you respond right. to that. My thought is... Because a lot of times when you're mad, you're not really aware of what it is. And it's like, okay, well, I'm just mad. Yeah. So I'm just going to keep going. Yep. And if you have to actually, you have to be consciously aware to stop and say, okay, I'm mad. Is there some other layer below it? You yeah. actually have to take responsibility and be very conscientious about what's going on inside of you. And a lot of people don't either don't there. know how to do that or too afraid to go there. Yeah. Um, and it's just easier to let the mountain blow yep exactly the volcano not a mountain yeah but if if again you and i are just going through any situation we're late to church and again for me it is honey i can feel myself pacing i'm, I'm pacing in the living room um, i'm standing up I'm a little bit agitated the feeling is we're late to church and um i feel embarrassed that we're going to you know not be on be at church on time but the deeper feeling is I'm not responsible. I am being irresponsible by being late. And that's a that's a deeply um, learned behavior in me as you're never late to something. Right. And so my feeling is irresponsibility. But I want to make sure that I don't hurt you. I want to make sure that even though I'm feeling irresponsible uh, because we are not on time, I want to make sure that I don't hurt your feelings. And I want right. to make sure that I can change my behavior in even though I'm having these strong feelings. And right. again, if I were to approach it that way, I don't want to hurt you, but I'm feeling all these things. How would you feel? It It's still hard for me to hear, but it's much easier to not be defensive, not have to try to explain myself and go, oh, that makes perfect sense because it's not necessarily about up here. It's more about something deeper down. Yeah. But, and sometimes it's stuff that I'm not even aware of or you're not even aware of um, for me. So. Yeah. Yeah. Taking responsibility. That's actually the second part of the secure marriage framework. The six parts of it. That's the second one. When a person takes responsibility for their behavior and actually has the insight to uh, be aware of their feelings below that, it makes it makes it easier for the other person in the relationship to understand them because they are right. they're they're decoding their behavior and their feelings. Now, really important rule here is only talk about your BFF, <laughs> right? never talk about the other person's BFF. Because right. I'm sitting here going, you're being pissy right now. You're being rude. Um, and that's probably because you feel entitled to what you're feeling, <laughs> but you're probably really feeling that I'm a jerk. Right? I might trigger your defense 
the defense mechanism right. in your head. That actually is the probably one of the core reasons most couples get into fights is because you have done something that has triggered their defensiveness in some way. It was the tone. It was the timing. It was the words you said. And somehow you have triggered their defensiveness. And now they have to justify. They have to explain. They have to prove themselves because they don't want to feel bad, dumb, stupid, irresponsible, blamed, all these other things. And so trying to learn how to communicate with your spouse in a way that doesn't trigger the defense defensiveness is always a good use of your time right so so you were saying that and it might just made my I'm watching your brain wheels turn. yes well i was wondering so so because a lot of times i miss for you what might be the underlying cause and and when you're upset it triggers me and i get my feelings hurt and um but i'm getting better at that but i was thinking <laughs> i am isn't it true yes you are doing better <laughs> um but i was wondering if if I were to say, if if it dawned on me, okay, Paul's mad, but it's probably not uh-huh. that, would it bother you or would it hurt you to say, okay, notice that you're mad. Is it because of something deeper or is it triggering something else or how, because that would be a self-awareness on my part of my emotions, my hurt feelings are put to the back burner. Mm-hmm. And as opposed to, you're probably feeling this way because of this or that, but I notice that you're feeling this way. And if I had a guess as to what it was, mm-hmm. would that be okay to to do? You could try to you could try to do that. You could try to guess what it is. I don't think that's wrong. I think it will actually be more effective if you were to stop and go, did I do anything, behavior again, or that B of the BFF, in the last 10 minutes, 15 minutes, the last day, is there something that I'm aware of that might have triggered that anger, that first layer of feelings? And so if you come to me and go, Oh, see, I don't like that one. (laughs) Honey, I I recognize that you're angry. um, And I'm guessing it might be something else, but I'm guessing it's because, you know, when we were doing the dishes and, and I said this comment to you in this way, and I saw you kind of shut down. Did my comment make you angry? Because when you start to take responsibility for your behavior there, even if you don't think you were wrong in it, your behavior probably bumped up against some or some sort of feelings within me. I'm still responsible for my feelings and my behavior, but we hurt each other's feelings all the right. time. Right. I just look at you sideways and your feelings are hurt sometimes, <laughs> right? True. And and it's easier if I come back and go. Yeah, honey, when I sent you that text and I used all caps in that one phrase there and I, then I watched you shut down, I'm guessing there that what you're feeling right now has something to do with that text I sent you. Am I in the ballpark? Right. And if you go, yes, it is. Great. Do you want to talk about it now? I would. I want to, I want to right. hear your feelings, right. but then your deeper feelings as well. If I make myself available, but I, but I own the responsibility piece first. Do you hear how that turns off? Sure. I don't trigger your defensiveness. Yes. Yes, absolutely. I'm, I'm still just... I'm watching your I'm wheels turn. I'm just still mulling it around in my mind. Because this should not be stirring up feelings. I hate this. But apparently it is. Well, because maybe it was the way that you worded something. Because for me to ask you, did I do something wrong? Mm-hmm. That just triggers all sorts of stuff for me so to add to to say i noticed this did i i noticed you're feeling this did i do something wrong that doesn't seem beneficial for either one of us okay right or there. for both of us so, so pause time out 
right now. You are you are providing a beautifully authentic moment right now where none of us want to be told that we've done something wrong, right? And I'm not even accusing you right now, but even just using those words triggers something in you. And I think we do that to each other. Husbands and wives do it to each other all the time. And some people are more sensitive to it than other people are. Again, it's not right or wrong, but the minute we trigger that defensiveness, we have a hard time listening to what other people are feeling and 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 watching what they're doing we're we're pretty biased against them in some way i think i think if i have an idea of or, or at least i can look back at the situation and i can see where you shifted then i can then i can say does it have something to do with this mm-hmm. does that make sense mm-hmm. but when i have no idea yeah. of what it is and then yeah. to have to ask if i've done something wrong yeah, and again, I'm not suggesting that might have been the wrong words. Again, I, I take full responsibility for that. That might not be the best phrase. Um, I mean, it might work for some. But... And again, you're not asking in a codependent way, have I done something wrong? Are you mad at me? Are we okay? We use those comments all the time. Right. I don't want there to be that insecurity that you have to walk on eggshells around everyone all the time. But I, I no- like you said, I notice that you're kind of really quiet right now. You probably talk more about the behaviors. You're really quiet. You're sitting in the chair by yourself facing the wall not talking to anybody and the right. lights are off in the living room here. Right. Is there, it looks like something's wrong. And again, it'd be okay for you to even say, it looks like you're mad. Am I right there? And then I can go, yeah, I'm actually mad or no, I'm confused or I'm sad or I'm lonely. Right. But the bigger feeling is this. If you can get down to that bigger feeling as fast as possible, now you have a chance to start dealing with the issue in some way right now again and and 90 90 percent of the time well probably more than that but that that deeper feeling is understandable whereas just anger the behavior is harder is harder to to understand to to connect the dots between what has happened so yep and then it's your job to remain as open as possible to hearing those deep feelings and again you or i trying to stay out of that defensive posture because right. if i go you know i am i i really feel unloved i feel missed or ignored or i don't feel very important to you it's easy for you me anybody to go no no that's not true i do love you and here's why and i'm going to prove right. it and now we're in a courtroom because i right. exhibit a exhibit b exhibit c i have to prove to you now do you accept my judgment do you right. accept my 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 verdict and, here? And that's going to be hard for some people. It is. It's it's taken me a long time. I still struggle with that one because because just because your feelings um you experience things different. We yeah. both experience things different and I may be doing things that are that are just normal. Yep. Everyday run of the mill normal things, but it something bumps up against you and it makes you feel a certain way. And, but that doesn't mean I've necessarily done something wrong or evil, but I have to be willing to say, okay, that's confusing. I don't understand how what I did is making him feel this way. But if that's how he's feeling, if I've done something that's making, I can understand why he would feel that way. If someone else did it, I could understand why, why he would be feeling that way. We call that the third person technique. Mm -hmm. If someone else made my wife feel this way, how would I respond? Right, exactly. Because I'm not in trouble. I'm not defensive. Right. I'm not going to be the bad guy. 
So now I'm more available for care and compassion and understanding. Right. Anyway, this is the new tool, the BFF. Bring your BFF. <laughs> Bring your BFF. Yep. Most people should be able to remember that. <laughs> You'll remember it, right? Yeah. Yep. And and again, if you can use this and you can get better at it over and over and over again, you, you might get to those core issues faster and your marriage will get easier and right. easier and easier. This is just one of the tools that we are constantly kind of building on the fly. Um, but they're also proven. This is actually a simplified version of a, a couples therapeutic technique called emotionally focused therapy. Okay, that's a very, very popular and very effective tool that couples use in, in counseling sessions to get to the core issues. And that's what the purpose of this exercise is, is to get to the core issue. So you're not chasing around the symptoms or or the, the surfacey stuff and just having the same fight for 15 times in the last two weeks. Right. Get to the core. Um, we love building tools like this. Again, I built this one on in the car on the way home from the office the other day and I've been tweaking it and refining it and actually offering it out to some of my clients for them to kind of try out and test. So if this sounds interesting and you are wanting to give it a try in your relationship, um, let us know how it goes. You're welcome to email me, paul at securemarriage.com. You're welcome to email my wife, shannon at securemarriage.com. Let us know how it goes. If there's a specific situation or issue in your relationship you'd actually like some help with, we want to be able to bring practical tools to those real life situations so that your marriage can get better so you can fight less and feel understood and enjoy a deeper connection with your spouse. Yep. Because as you can tell, we don't have a perfect marriage, but... <laughs> but we do have a secure marriage. And we want you guys to have one too. Yeah. So thanks for listening to today's episode. We'll see you next time. <laughs> Bye-bye. Bye-bye. Why do you seem so short? Am I short? I don't know. Why do I seem so short? You've been putting me in the shorter stool all this time? <laughs> I don't think there's a shorter stool. That's funny. Nope, not the shorter stool. Bashed your knee there. Sorry. I have big hair. <laughs> it's getting a little out of out of are you, whack. Are you letting your hair grow because you're letting your face grow? I'm going to become like a grizzly <laughs> Adams kind of guy. Long hair, long flowing gray hair, big bushy beard, flannel. I'm going to be a lumberjack. A lumberjack. You did say you wanted a flannel um, shirt. A lumberjack. And no, not, okay. not that kind of lumberjack. <laughs> you, um, you should let your hair grow out so everybody can see what it looks like when it's longer. Huge. <laughs> That's not nice. That is not nice but at all. But it's funny. I think you're teasing me. Yes. Mm. On the rare chance that I get to do that. Yes. Yes, yes I am. <laughs>